ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what is poppin'? JC, T minus two episodes until we move into the brand new Dang. studio that you're building for us. Gosh, How's that going? How's it going? I don't know. It's, it's, Am I going to be impressed? No, it's just going to be like every other um, remodel or like home build out you've ever had. We're delayed and behind schedule and over budget. No, I'm just playing. Well, we are delayed. We are behind schedule. I'm sure we're over budget. Look, that works for home remodels. Seriously. That works for when you're starting companies. I'm not joking. Like starting your MLO career, your real estate career. Bro, it's no joke. Like however however long you think it's going to take you, double, double it. Double it. And however much you think you're going to spend, always keep more like extra in the back because it will always cost more. It always does. Like I'm trying to plan a... A little trip for my son and I during his spring break. He wants to go skiing. I'll go snowboarding. The girls have no interest. So they're going to go to New York City or something fun like Mm -hmm. that. And like you start looking at hotels. I'm like, all right, that's I I can make 400 bucks a night work. And then I'm like 400 night times four nights. That's $1,600. I'm like, damn, that's kind of expensive. But then you know what the bill is? Two grand. I'm like, where did that extra six hundred dollars come you from? Have to round up always. Oh, you got taxes, you got resort fees. Who knows? Cleaning They're probably fees. trying to hit me up for parking. Although I'm going to Uber there from the airport. Parking. Who knows? It's always more money. Yeah, but you know, that's life. Isn't that is life. True. That's a life lesson. Those are business lessons, which we're going to get into today. Yeah, we're going to talk about life lessons, business lessons. You know, doing what what we get to do for a living, right? Creating edutainment. Edutainment. Coaching and training sales professionals, speaking on the national circuit, you know, you know, dozens of locations throughout the year, you get an opportunity to A, come across some really good coaches and speakers and learn from them. We call that swiping and adapting. You also get an opportunity to answer questions and you you realize, at least I realize, I probably more know more than I remember or mo, no, wow, or know more than, than I think I know. But the moment a question comes up, it allows me to draw from an experience. Mm-hmm. And then from that experience comes a life lesson. So like there's something about getting older in life and that whole wisdom thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into that today. But I want to ask you, how was your weekend? Too short. Too short. Just like your favorite artist. Just like my favorite John. It was a three-day weekend. Still. Still too short. Too short. All right. So three-day weekend's too short for John. Got a little nippy down here in Central Not, Florida. Yo, I did notice, though, because my wife pointed out, it's been like uh, Seattle weather. We haven't had the sun in Florida for about like a month, month and a half. I now. love it. My pasty pale ass loves nothing more but to have limited exposure to sun. I like the sun, but I like the sun like I have certain buddies of mine. I like mm, I like them in moderation and in, in increments. Yes. You know, four to six hours at a time. And then let's go away for a week. Yeah, yeah, right. And preferably four to six hours when I when I'm ready for you. Right. You know, like don't just appear out of nowhere and be like, "Well, I'm not really ready for the sun today." Right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is crazy weather when you live in Central Florida like John and I do because today's 71, tomorrow's 41. Yesterday it was raining, and three days from now it's going to be beach weather. Allegedly, it never lets your body catch up to like what's going on you're always on high alert like you're on the balls of your feet your head's on a swivel like you're ready to tackle i haven't seen some snow defender. in like seven years and apparently there's snow everywhere but florida so shout out to snow shout out to snow yeah they got hella snow were you watching any of those football games this weekend yeah they were uh, yeah snow and ice everywhere yeah there was only one good game like there's one well depends on like if your team like crushed it like if you're a packers fan mm-hmm. and they demolished absolutely destroyed Damn. 
the Cowboys. Like, hey, sorry, Tim Davis. Sorry, Kyle Draper. Those are two of the biggest uh, Cowboys mm-hmm. fans. Um, Denise Donahue and, and and her sister, Deborah Bird, they're Cowboys fans. Sorry about y'all's luck. Because, um, yeah, are, y'all's team got trashed. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. Duh. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, I think the only good game that I watched was that Rams one. Yeah, the Rams Lions was actually a so decent, decent game. But no, I'm excited about football. It's I'm up. excited for it to be over. Are you? Yes. And Is then, that because you get your life back? Yeah, no, a little bit. But then you know, basketball starts when nobody gives a shit about basketball until like the fourth quarter in June. So uh, I agree <laughs> with that. Except for last week, my UCF Knights took it. I know two. that was a layup for you. Get Look it. at. Took it to Kansas. Well, they had their like the backups in there. Yeah. I think I don't think that the backups in no. And then you know lost a game. You know came down to the wire against BYU. Nah, I think I'm going to start enjoying basketball more that my school is in a power conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Big Twelve when it comes to basketball is the conference, kind of like with football, the SEC is the conference to be a part of. Well, in basketball, I've learned it's the Big Twelve, and we're a part of the Big Twelve. We're expected to get our rear ends handed to us this year, next year, maybe in the year to come, but. Let's see if we're beating Kansas and we're holding tight against BYU. Let's see how we do on the road this week and then come back home next week. We take on teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma State. We took it to Oklahoma State in football. Maybe we can do it again in basketball. Speaking of Oklahoma, yes, that event was everything that I said it was going to be. Like, I know we did some some podcast episodes that, like, dropped today. And if it dropped today, then we're already back from Tulsa. And in that podcast episode, I was like, hey, shout out to the – but it was a great event. We had over 140 RSVP, about 90 showed up. And here's how I judge whether an event is good or not. How many are still there at five o'clock? We had about 85. Mm. We had five people who had to leave. Everyone else stayed all the way through the end, um, ran up a bar bill at Cabin Boys, sucked Mm -hmm. down a bunch of IPAs. And then I had the luxury, Carrick Draper and Mike David, um, shout out, they're with Waterstone Mortgage in the Tulsa, Oklahoma market. They took me to dinner along with Julie Haddock. Julie's with Bank of Oklahoma. Julie is also the president of the Mortgage Bankers Association of Oklahoma. So the three of them took Nikki and I to dinner downtown Tulsa. We went to this, I told you this, a badass sushi restaurant on the top of like the sixth floor of an office building. It was pretty cool. Mm. Like it was, it was, uh, it was a cool event. So shout out to Tulsa. That's our first event of 2024. I think we have another nine already on the books. Now, some of those are private. Like that's when a mortgage company reaches out to us. Shout out to uh, Flat Branch Mortgage. And we'll go do an event specifically for them. And then sometimes it's a bigger event like the Mortgage Bankers Association of Arkansas or the Mortgage Bankers Association of Delaware may want us to come do an event for them and their members or like people are in Dallas, like, Dio, I'd love to do an event uh, with you. I'd love for you to come in town and do an event. I'm like, I would love to do an event in Dallas. All y'all need to do is put together a couple sponsors, grab a title company, a homeowner's insurance company, maybe a, a MI company, a couple mortgage companies, and put together the event and then reach out to us. We'll pick a date, fly us in, put us up in a hotel, and we can do a four-hour loan officer mastermind in your market, but we definitely need a a key sponsor to come together and then to collectively grab other sponsors so that they can make the event work. But no, when we were there, um, I already gave a shout out to Julie, but Liz Padilla 
Sure Dude, Leah, Liz is as OG Tilop as they she come. Is. She drove over from Oklahoma City. She gave us gave me a really awesome gift. I have a gratitude book and a what? very nice card. Yeah, so it was great to be able to put a face with a name with Liz. I even did a TikTok with Liz. Mm. So you won't let me do TikTok, but if I hang out more with Liz, Go I can ahead. do more, more TikToks. Permission. It was awesome to see Todd Kitchen and Heath Cribs. Both those gentlemen coached with us last year. Right. So it was great to see them in person. Uh, Todd brought with him um, his manager, the guy who got him into the business. It was awesome meeting that dude. Um, April Bo came up, spent some time with us. She's she's new to, new to TLOP, uh, but she attended the event, made sure that she took some time to come say hello. So I want to give her a shout out to April Bo. And, um, you know, we have people like Jimsy. Jimsy's in Arkansas. She's right on the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. She just joined the TLOP community. Okay. Uh, but she showed up. She crushes it. Like, I'm talking like she's a mega producer in her market and showed up to the event, drove her happy rear in the hour or two hours it takes to get there and then joined the TLOP community. So um, lo- loved meeting her in person. We had a quick conversation and I love seeing that she joined the community. Uh, Justin and Tyler. So that's with this is a cool story, Justin, especially. So they're with um, I'm going to mispronounce this Arvest. So they're with Arvest. And Justin has been a loan officer for as long as he's been a listener, three years. So he was newly licensed, new to the business, tuned into TLOP. And they told me some of the coolest stories, John. They told me a story about how one day Justin had the entire sales floor, like mind blown. Mind blown because he was doing things and saying things that was attracting the attention of the listing agent. And the listing agent was just eating it up and Mm -hmm. loving Justin. And then all of a sudden, the listing agent's referring Justin leads. And the rest of the sales floor, like guys like Tyler and the rest of the crew, they're like, I think Colin's another guy that I met. And anyhow, they're like, yo, how you doing this? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He literally said, I'm doing everything they talk about on TLOP. Like, what the hell's TLOP? Like, what's TLOP? He's like, the Lone Officer Podcast. Like, what is that? He's like, oh, you got to listen to these two dudes, JC and D.O. Yes. You know what he was doing? He was calling listing agents like we coach our coaching students to do, mm-hmm. introducing himself, and then advocating on behalf of the offer and giving the listing agent an experience unlike what any other lender does. And in return, the listing agent was like, wait a minute, this is what you do for all your clients? Like you're fighting this hard, you're advocating, you're making yourself available to me and my seller, and you're promising proactive communication, which, by the way, all of this to me is like second nature. This is what I think every loan officer does. Maybe it's what every loan officer should do, or this is what top producers do, which is why we teach it and talk about it. Yeah, Justin started doing it out of the gates and then had his peers just mind oh, blown. Nice. So it's really cool to hear that story. Sure. But then for like Justin's peers to be able to like meet mm-hmm. me and be introduced to TLOP. So I'm going to butcher Justin's last name, but I think it's Knipe or Knip, K-A-N-I-P-E. But anyhow, shout out to Justin and Tyler. Um, shout out to Reagan, Reagan Ford. Reagan sat up front. You, the people who sit up front, yeah. you tend to really remember. Not me. Um, but Reagan sat up front. She's with Gateway. And Gateway had like a whole entire table. So she was there with, with some of her colleagues. I got to meet Reagan's husband, which is probably why you know she stands out the most because he came in for the happy hour portion of it. Um, but um, yeah, and then finally, Will Gomez. So you and I met Will. At Mortgage Mastermind. Shout out Mortgage Mastermind in Vegas. Yeah, back in 2021. We're going to go to the event again in Let's June. Let's go. But, um, you know, met Will. Will's a, a, a young up-and-coming superstar in the industry, like seven years. Yeah, he's Produces he's at clean, a high yeah. level. He is, look, if you want to talk about someone who really invests in their business, 
that dude yeah, look really at look at Will's shit. Really invest in his business, yeah. right? And anyhow, Will not only came to the event, but he's like, "Hey, Dio, if you have time, I have my own podcast." He's like, "Man, I was I was actually encouraged by what you and JC do." Last year, I started my own podcast called Will Power. Mm. I'm on episode 71. I'd I'd love for you to be a part of like episode 72. I was like, hell yeah, man. Damn. So that next morning, I had an 8 o'clock meeting with Nikki. I had a 9 o'clock call with, with my peeps at the mortgage company. At 10 o'clock, I, my, I hopped my happy ass into an Uber, went to Will's office. We recorded a podcast episode. Then he drove me to the airport. And voila, Damn. that was Tulsa. I look forward to one day you at least having a 2B documentary. Maybe Amazon Prime. A 2B? Like a 2B? You know, like the I have streaming. no idea what 2B is, John. Is that with Rick and Morty? The streaming service, Tubi, where you get free movies. I have oh no my idea. God, you. I have no idea. What what world do I live in? God only knows. No, that's amazing. Thank you. I could not have scripted that. God better, only man. knows. That's but yes, give me a Tubi. That, you know what Will reminded me of? Oh you know, because Will did proper uh, proper homework prior to me coming to his office. Okay. He went back and listened to episode forty one. Episode forty one, by the way, was kind of the episode that put us on the map. Like mm -hmm. we're in the four hundreds now. Holy shit! But it took us forty plus episodes <laughs> to kind of figure out who we were and where we were going. Mm -hmm. And episode 41 on YouTube is the one that has like 75,000 plus downloads. And anyhow, you said to me in episode 41, mm -hmm. who knows, D.O., maybe one day we'll take this show on the road. Yeah. And Will reminded me of that because he's like, yo, you're in Tulsa doing your first live event of the year. And you have nine more behind this. Plus, you did how many last year? Huh? And I totally forgot about yeah, it. Just man. went right over my head, kind of like Tubi. Yeah. Right, oh my, right over my someone head. someone in the comments, give him a link. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, um, you know, other than that, we don't have a whole lot to promote. Like, I wanted to get the shout outs. Yeah, that's important. Spend People some like time that. doing that. Like, the only promotion I'm going to do is, look, we are going big places, fast and far, with what we're doing over at tloponline.com. It is mortgage sales training. Mortgage coaching for mortgage sales professionals. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Today's episode is one of my favorite episodes to do, though, John. Okay. Today's episode is one in which, quite honestly, everything that we're going to teach, if you're a parent tuning in, it's going to benefit you if you have teenagers. If you're a college student tuning in, mm -hmm. it's going to benefit you as you begin to venture out into the world on your own. If you're a 60-year-old individual who's owned your own business for 40 years... It's going to benefit you it, yeah. in terms of how you run your business and how you manage your staff. Will it benefit me, a 40-year-old who acts like a child? Yes, only if you want it to, John. You have to be willing to accept this love. If you're not willing to accept this love, John, then no, it will not benefit <laughs> okay, you. Okay, okay. Yeah, you don't turn 40 this year, do you? No. No, you have a couple more years to go. Uh, a couple. You have a couple more years to go. No, but this is one of those episodes where this is what I want to do going forward. I want this to be the shit they don't teach you in school. I want it to go from two episodes to five episodes. Sure, we'll talk about personal finance and budgeting and real estate and real estate investment and wealth generation through home ownership. And we'll talk to loan officers about how to be better loan officers or more successful loan officers. But this, yeah. this right here, man, you can tell I'm fired This is up. your bread and butter. Yeah, I, I even wore like one of my favorite sports coats today mm. for this episode. Obviously, you have to check us out on YouTube if you want to see what I'm wearing. Good for you, Dustin. Tom James, good investment. Tom James, here we go. Alrighty, so there's five things, John. We're going to title this something along the lines of five things that are going to make you better at life and business. Yeah, time start, st uh, stamp this now, Mark, or something. 
Stamp this now. Stamp it now, Junior. Today, Junior. All right, yeah, in no particular order, Dustin, what are five things that you're going to tell me right now that's going to make me a better person? Yeah, so the first one, John? Yeah. I failed miserably the first 44 years of my life. Okay. I failed miserably at doing this. And if I ever did it well, I did it well out of happenstance or pure luck. But when it comes to being intentional or being consistent, I failed. Let's focus on moving forward starting today. Because do you know when the best time to start anything is, John? Right now? Or right pr- now. Probably wait until New Year's of next year. Probably not. Probably right now. Damn it. Now's a good time to start. Focus on being the most interested person and not the most interesting person. Let that sink in. You walk into a business meeting. You walk into a networking function. You walk into an event at your kid's school. You sit down for a presentation with a potential client. How many times have we always focused, especially me, on I got to be the most interesting person. I got to wow them. I got to, they need to feel like I'm unique. I'm important. I'm smart. I'm this. I'm that. I, I, I. But if I just flipped the script and understood a little bit about human emotion and psychology, no, I need to be the most interested person. Make it about them. Make it about them. Allow them to do the talking. And all of a sudden, they will start liking you. And ultimately, in most relationships, that's what you want. You want to be liked and trusted. In order to be liked and trusted, psychologists will teach you, you have to be the person who's asking the questions. Because right? the person who's talking is a person who is learning. So you give people an opportunity to learn when you give them an opportunity to speak. So ask questions, be interested, and you will win more times than if you flip the script and you are focused on being the most interesting person. I try to do that with my wife and I still get yelled at. So that's not applicable across the board. Well, do you think maybe she thinks you're badgering her or you are possibly interrogating her? No, it's just every time she asks, every time you try to ask a question that your wife asks you, honestly and like thought out, well thought out, like something you'd give to a teacher as you're getting like graded, it always ends up with more questions, more follow-up questions. And then I just get back. Why you say that, John? Why is that? Oh, well, what? And I'm like, shit, that's why I don't want to, that's why I just answer you when grunts and beeps. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, but yes. Well, I'm going to encourage you to maybe work on that still. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. You should still work on that. You should still be very more interested in what she's doing, what God. she's up to, what matters to her, what her career goals are, oh, what her my. ambitions are, what makes her smile. Than, you know, doing a, a, a funny funny dance for her. So do you remember the most that interesting you, person in the room? Do you remember that York peppermint patty commercial when the guy had to like, what would you do for Klondike bar? And he had to pretend to listen to his wife for like five seconds so he got it. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> that just reminded me of it. I'll insert it here. Mark versus actually listening to his wife. Beautiful, beautiful yellow squash. And I thought we could potentially paint our foyer yellow. What do you think? I know it's yellow. I know. Yeah! All right, I'll go looking for it. It's on the YouTube. I think it's, it's on. I, it's on, it's I, on, I think UB? it's on the internet. It's on UB. Tubi, Dustin. Tubi. Is it on Tubi? <laughs> yeah. But there it is. So All write right. this down. Write this down. This is a life lesson. This is a a, a business lesson. This is a, a rule to live by. Focus on being the most interested person, not the most interesting person. This next one, I 
this weekend participated in, it's kind of cool because for me, it came full circle. Mm-hmm. So I joined last year at this time, the Central Florida Tri Club. Mm-hmm. I joined the Central Florida Tri Club because I live rule number four that we're going to get to. I learned from reading James Clear's Atomic Habits that if I want to be something, I should start surrounding myself by those people. So I learned this from Coach Hector with Central Florida Tri Club. And I wrote it down because I'm like, damn, this applies to life, not just to triathletes. This applies to business, not just people who are trying to embark on an Ironman 70.3 or a full Ironman. And what was cool about the full circle is it was this particular meeting that I went to this weekend that a year ago introduced me to this club. And you all tuned in for the past year. You know how much the club means to me, Mm -hmm. like the friends I've made, the community I'm a part of. Um, you know, through this club, I went on Monday and I am becoming a volunteer for special Olympics so that we can work with, with athletes uh, of, of neurodiversity and help them also gain enjoyment doing the, the sport that I so love myself. But coach Hector had a slide and the slide just said on it, failing versus failure. And this applies to us and what we do at TLOP Online, what we do at the Loan Officer Podcast, what I do with my real estate investment company called Hometown Homebuyers, what I do with our, our coaching students over, uh, at, at the mortgage company or our coaching students through TLOP Online, like truly anything that we do in life, this applies. If you're failing, you're still in the game. If you're failing, you're still learning. If you're failing, you're still growing. If you're failing, you're giving yourself an opportunity to get better. Like look at athletes, athletes go to failure, right? They, so they're failing in their workouts, but athletes aren't failures if they don't not stop coming to the gym, if they don't not stop showing up, right? So it's okay to be failing because failing is learning, right? Fail first attempt in learning. F-A-I-L, really cool acronym that I think they teach a lot of grammar school age children. So the slide was all about failing versus failure. Failure means you've quit. Failure means you've given up. Failure means you threw in the towel, you're done, and you're moving on. So what Coach Hector was trying to, to explain to the group is that it doesn't matter where you are. It only matters where you're going. And it doesn't matter how many times you fall down as long as you continue moving forward. Failing is okay. In fact, failing is encouraged, especially if you're thinking about a bench press. Like I want to go until I cannot do anymore because that's the only way that my body grows. That as a human, as a person, I will grow through failing, but I'm never a failure if I don't choose to give up. So I was like, damn, that's powerful. So I, in the meeting, emailed myself and I just said failing versus failure. And I want to make sure that we start introducing our listeners and our audience and our students and our community members to that concept that when they join these calls, that it's okay if they went out and something bombed on them. If they don't give up, if they continue to schedule more appointments and they continue to put themselves out there, they're not a failure, even if they're failing. And if they continue to fail, they'll continue to get better because they're continuing to get opportunities for improvement. So failing versus failure, that would be rule number two. Any smart ass comments on that one, John? Nothing, man. I just wanted to, you're in your groove. So I just want to let you have that moment. 
Thank you. If you can't reciprocate the love or whatever you said to me, if you can't accept accept this love, the love, no, accept this love, accept <laughs> this love. Yes, this is love. No, That's what good. This is. I know you because you care, love. man. God bless your heart and the people that care about other humans. Next up, rule number three is going to be interesting because many people who have been around long enough and have seen me present and, and seen me teach, like I'm a big fan of the the saying your net worth is the sum of your network. Like I'm a big believer that the more people that you know, the more people mm -hmm. you've done favors to, the more people you've connected with, just the more opportunities are going to come your way. Yeah. But there comes a time where if all you're focused on is more, 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 and you're not getting deep with any of those people and you're staying surface level, that there's a law of diminishing returns. At some point you have enough people in your network. So the rule number three that I wanted to share today is Go deeper, not wider. Go deeper. Look at what you have. And if you feel like you have enough referral sources, enough friends, if you have enough organizations that, 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 that you contribute to, if you have enough leads, if you have enough clients, then you might not need to go any more wide. But if you want better results, greater fulfillment, better relationships, Focus on going deeper and not wider. So how can you take what you have and enhance it versus constantly looking for something else that's out there? Let that one sink in, right? You may have enough people that you're friends with. You might not have enough close friends, at which point quit looking for more friends. Just try to get deeper with the ones that mean the most to you. You may have enough referral sources. You don't need to go out and, and, and generate another three or 400 if you already have 200. Mm -hmm. How do you get deeper with those 200? Especially if you're talking about being in real estate or mortgage or financial advisory, 200 referral sources, if you got deeper with just 50 of them, and by getting deeper, they each were an extra client referred to you that actually purchased your, your product or used your service, Holy cow, for some people, they would have doubled their business. Can you give me a specific example of how one would get deeper with said client and said database? Yes. Um, quality time. Like literally taking the time to get to know someone. Going back up to rule number one, schedule a meeting and be the most interested person in that meeting. Ask questions. Look for ways that you can bring value to their life. Look, look for... Look for opportunities that maybe that, that they're, they're feeling some pain, even if they're not willing to verbalize that pain, but you can see it and you can make a statement to him. Hey, John, it, it seems to, to me, or it appears like you may be struggling here. What if I offered X as a solution? Would, would that be something you'd be interested in? Would that bring value to you? Like that's the way for me to get deeper. It's just literally caring, asking the right questions, being interested and looking for ways to bring value because I care. Now, if you don't care, that's going to be a big issue. You have to ultimately care. So that may, may mean you're selective about who you reach out to to go deeper. You might not want to or be able to go deep with 100 people. But what if you had 100 people, but you picked 25 and you said those 25? Yeah, to me, it would start with me asking myself, how well do I know them? How well do I know where they're from, their family life, their how many children, where they went to school? Do we follow each other on social? Am I active on their social media accounts? Meaning, do I constantly comment or post? Maybe I can start there. You know, when was the last time we connected in person? Should we maybe go grab coffee or a glass of wine after work? You know, is this somebody that, heck, maybe I could convince my spouse to let's go to dinner and do a, do a double date with them. 
right? These are ways that we can build on that bond or create a bond where maybe it was a sur surface level friendship that now we, we, we want to massage and grow. A little fertilizer, a little water. You know that you're a plant guy. I, I love there plants. You go. I love my plants. So I kind of teased number four. Mm -hmm. I teased number four when I talked about failing versus failure because I talked about me being at my Central Florida Tri Club's annual kickoff meeting and how for me a year ago, that was a big deal because a year ago I was kind of into the sport of triathlon, but, and I had done a big race, but I wasn't really a part of a community. And I felt lost and I just didn't feel like I had direction. So my wife is someone who used to hammer this home to me. I'm talking when we were dating. Mm. And then I have watched her raise our two children with my help. But she raised these two children and, and I watched in the manner that she did so. And she's an amazing mother. And my wife point blank would tell me, you or them or anyone who's willing to listen, you are the company you keep. Mm -hmm. Like you are the company you keep. Now she said that to our children. Like, look, if you're hanging out with a bunch of thugs and a bunch of delinquents, then yeah, you can't tell me you're any different in the business world. You know, I, I, I like to think of things like, well, birds of a feather flock together, or I want to be the dumbest person in the room, or I want to be the least successful person at the event. Because what I'm saying is I want to surround myself with people that, that hold themselves to a higher standard than I've been able to achieve. I want to, I want to hold, I want to hang out with people who, who are, who are smart, who are driven. Um, but it, it applies. You are the company that you keep, whether you're raising your children, whether you're raising sales professionals or whether you're, you're staffing up your, your local establishment because you're an entrepreneur who owns your own business. Please keep in mind that you are the company you keep. If you're an entrepreneur who owns their own business, and you want to franchise that business. Let me ask you a question. How many people do you know have also franchised their business? Because I'm going to tell you firsthand experience, you need to start hanging out with people who have had one location, who had a great idea, a great product, a great process, and then they went and franchised it and befriend them. Find out where they hang out. What type of events do they go to? What type of communities do they belong to? You are the company that you keep. If you're in the mortgage industry, and you work for a company where your $18 million a year in volume gets you in the top 10 in the entire company. Hey, high five, 18 million, especially in a year like 2023 is nothing to bat an eye at, but it shouldn't put you in the top 10 in your entire company. Unless you work for a small mom and pop, you know, company that maybe only has 10 mm -hmm. or 15 total originators. Right. But it's like, if you ever want to elevate your game, if you want to break through those barriers, you're going to have to figure out where are the people who are doing 40, 60, 70, $100 million a year in volume. Cause those are the people that you want to hang out with. What companies do they work for? What branches are they a part of? What events do they attend? Right? What events do they attend? What communities are they a part of? Are they a part of the TLOP community? I'm going to tell you this, the past three TLOPers that we have onboarded 40, 68, in $92 million in volume last year. Nuh -uh. Last year, yes. Now, we have plenty of T-loppers who are just like Justin, right? They're three years into the business, right? Or they're just like Heath, one year in the business, and they're using this to launch their career, to become their company's next top producer. But yes, that's why you join communities like ours, 
is because you want to be around other professionals who care about professional development. They want to know the latest trends. They want to be held accountable. They, they want to be constantly in growth mode. And these communities allow them to be a part of that. Mm. So for me, at the very basic level, I joined Central Florida Tri Club because I didn't want to be just a guy who did one Ironman. Okay, cool. Amongst all of my friends who've never done that before, they may think that's really hard or it's really pressing. I go join a club and like, wait a minute, what race? Oh, that's an easy race. What was your time? Oh, you could do better by 20 or 30 minutes. And then you start meeting and talking and now I'm getting better and I'm enjoying myself. That's another thing. I enjoy myself more when I'm conscious about the company I keep. Even my friend groups, I'm realizing that, look, I have my boys. I do. We go way back. Awesome. But I tend to, to gravitate towards people who are into the things I like to do. I like to travel. I like to work out. I am in a, in a entrepreneurial field that is sales marketing. It's entrepreneur. I love housing. I love real estate. I love coming up with ways that we can generate more revenue for us as individuals, for our companies as well. Um, I'm married and I have children. So I tend to do really well with people that are, that are in that particular mold. And I find that I enjoy myself more when I'm with those people because I'm more in common, I have more to talk about. Like my friend, my boys from back in the day, they're still my boys, they're family, they're, they're my brothers. Mm. I do anything for them, but you know, sometimes we don't have a whole lot in common because maybe they never got married. Maybe they never had children. Maybe they're not into sales and marketing. Maybe, you know, they, to, to them success is, can I get up in a tree stand and go hunting leave 10 the, times? Leave ten, those animals alone. Ten, 10 times a year. Funny story about animals. You weren't there because you didn't make the trip to Oklahoma and they missed you. But I use this analogy and I've, I've kind of used this throughout my life. And maybe it's a Florida-ism. Okay. Florida. Okay. But I, I've, I've said throughout my life, like, oh, my gosh, I was so mad I could kick my dog. Those people looked at me as if I was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, it was. Some, it was just a saying, John. Nah, I'll kick a dog and shit. <laughs> you kick a dog if it was attacking you. No, nah, I mean dogs or whatever. You're not gonna kick a dog, John. I'm not. We I'm don't never kick, kick dogs, dogs, John. Sorry. Then why'd you say it? Well, because I, I it's said it's a matter it, of speech, figure of speech. Yeah, I said it as a figure of speech, and I got like death daggers. Really? I was like, y'all. I finally had to clarify at the end of the presentation. I go, by the way, like my my wife rescues dogs. We rescue the dogs that were kicked. You know, we are dog people. I've never kicked a dog, but yes, it's just a figure of speech. I, You're you know, oh my god, I got so mad, I kicked my dog. Anyhow, um, you are the company you keep, John. Just keep yeah. that in mind. Keep that in mind. Right. I definitely I, went deeper instead of wider, and I ended up at the bottom of the pit. Period. By myself. <laughs> You went so wide that you ran out of people? No, no. I went so deep instead of wide that I just ran out of people. Oh, I, just, I, I could say you went so wide, wide yeah. that you kept on going wider and wider and uh, wider. And then like those friends stopped going with you. No. But no. you kept trailing off. Now you find yourself surface level and all alone. Yes. Damn. Oh, that's for a different episode. That's for a whole different episode. All right. Number five. What is it? The power of 30. The power of 30. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. You, we pull it out real quick. My pocket calculator? Yes. I want you to bring out your pocket calculator. This is my handy TI-85 grocket. What do you go? Okay. Where, I'm okay. in the calculator. Where You're in the calculator. Yeah. Do this for me, John. All right. Okay. The power of 30. What if, this is my what if scenario. Yeah. What if you became more intentional with your time every day? Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be as easy as going to bed 30 minutes earlier so you could wake up 30 minutes earlier. Okay. Okay. I follow that. And then you could start your day 30 minutes earlier. Maybe your day was you went down to your basement, you went up to your 
to to your uh, office upstairs or you drove to your actual physical office. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you started your workday 30 minutes earlier. Uh-huh. Do this for me. Okay. Do 30 yeah. times 5. Okay. And that gives you what? 150. Okay. Let's say you work 48 weeks out of the year because mm-hmm. you're going to take four weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. Take that number of 150 mm-hmm. and times it by 48. Okay. Times 48. 7,200. Okay. Now, how many minutes are in an hour? 60. 60. So divide that number, that 7,200 mm-hmm. number by 60. Okay. And what do you get? 120. 120 hours. Okay. Let's say there's nine work hours in a day. Okay. So divide that number by nine. Oh, I'm already lost, but go ahead. 13.33 repeating. Okay. We're going to call it 14. Okay. If you just started your day 30 minutes earlier, uh-huh. that means if you get in at nine, now you're getting in at 930. If you get in at eight, now you're getting at 730. Wherever the case may be, mm-hmm. if you started your day 30 minutes earlier, you would have 14 work days or three work weeks what? of more productivity just by understanding the power of 30 minutes. Hold up. Hold up. Hold I, up. Hold on. Hold hey, on. Hey, yeah. Hold yeah. on. I, I listened to this one. Yeah, I imagine can, I that. can make up 14 extra days in a year just by. I'm talking productive work days. Yeah, that's yeah. productive work days. Damn. Like, what What if I handed you three extra weeks of work? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how many more videos could you create? How much more content? I could probably get all the trophies in that PS5 game I've been trying to master. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm joking with you. I'm joking. Yeah, but no, I'm yeah, just yeah, in general. Real. Yeah, right. Like, that's if, a lot. If, if you're some kind of an entrepreneur or a salesperson or. Heck, you're an active learner. How many more courses could an right. active learner take if they just became more intentional with their time by 30 minutes? Damn. Yeah, so really quickly, these are the five rules to become more successful in life and business. I like that. Number one, be interested versus interesting. Number two, focus on failing, but never failure. Rule number three, go deeper, not wider. Rule number four, understand that you are the company you keep. And rule number five, master the power of 30 minutes. What would your life look like, your work world look like, if you had 30 extra minutes per day of more productivity? And keep in mind, that's 30 minutes a day, five days a week, 48 days weeks out of the year because you take four weeks off. I'm not talking Saturdays. I'm not talking Sundays. I'm just talking about that. What would you end up achieving? And that's roughly three extra entire weeks of productivity just by being more intentional with your time. Well, that's how you find the extra time in the day that you always bitch about saying, I need more hours in the day. I lived it. I live it. Well, I am you a get much, up at 4 a.m. already. I am a so. much better person when I get up at 4:45. I'm I'm training by 5:30 with my group, right? So I'm with my yeah, I'm right. with my birds of a feather. I'm you know I'm with my uh, you are the company you keep. Yeah. So it's enjoyable. And then yes, I'm getting to the office at eight, not at nine. My workouts are already complete. I mean, you you've seen it. You've used <laughs> Yo, your big night, boy words. Yo, and said, this shit is like Snickers, man. Hey, bro, you're not you when you haven't lifted. Yes. <laughs> and, and by the way, I lift four days a week in the afternoon. I do my cycling, my swimming, and my running in the morning. Jesus. But yes, I and I've never been a morning person. Ask my mother-in-law, ask my mother, ask my wife, ask my children. I love me some sleeping in. 
But the minute I could habitually start waking up at 4.45, I found that everything about my day was better. My physical health, my mental health was better. My relationships were better. I was more productive at work. Mm. I was more creative. I, was, I got more accomplished. The only caveat is my sorry ass, old ass goes to bed at like 9.45. Like I have to. Yeah. I have to because I need to get my seven to eight hours sleep. So when it gets about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, uh, like I'm looking for that blue light special when it comes to dinner time. <laughs> but um, nah, yeah, it's um, it, it's real. Like the things that we talk about on this podcast, it's look, it's not new, which makes it true. And it sure as hell isn't something that John and I came up with because we're not smart enough hell collectively. Oh, no. Collectively, we're not. But we're active learners. We're readers. We listen. We're in tune to what's going on around us. And uh, we study this. We look at it. We live it. And then we bring it to you and say, hey, look, this is the shit they weren't teaching you in school. Let us at least introduce you to these ideas, these concepts, and then let you do with it what you may. I like that one, Dustin. I actually learned some stuff. Cool. So look, if y'all like what we're doing, man, continue to tune in. Don't keep us a secret. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Follow us on social. Mm -hmm. We are at The Lone Officer Podcast. That's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn. My first name is Dustin. My last name is Owen. If you want to connect with me individually, do so on LinkedIn. It's a great platform for us to be connected. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we do look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.